Hey guys, it's Haz and this is the Optimal Podcast. Now instead of the usual talk about Optimal Coffee, I want to talk about a different product that's really relevant today. Actually, I'm mentioning this because I believe this product can help a lot of people right now. Um, you see right now, there's a dengue epidemic in this country and I know people who have recently gotten dengue and I know some people who have passed away. And this this is a really big pain for me because there is a product that can help and it's called Tawa 2+. Plus. It's made of Tawa Tawa, which I know many of you know is traditionally used for dengue. And this product has already helped a lot of people and it's approved by the FDA and it's registered as a traditional medicine so please if you need it or if you know someone who needs it you can purchase it in South Star Drug or Mercury Drug. Now today we have a guest he's actually the person I did gold progression with so we talked about gold progression back in the first episode about mindset um, his name is Jake Katipunan, and today he will talk about his experiences and challenges in construction and real estate. What? <laughs> well, well, what are, you, what are you talking about? What, well, well, what size suffice? Uh, this is R18, but here it goes. The, the microphone. The microphone. Yeah. Will, it, will it suffice? Why do you have your bedroom voice on? <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop this, okay? Okay, on to the business. <laughs> You know, you know, this is not just about business. It's about personal shit, too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Am I still on my bedroom voice? <laughs> I like your bedroom voice. It's, it's I'm you gonna, know. I'm going to increase the game. Okay. 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 <laughs> and then you can put it here. And then you can talk to... Yeah. Alright, there you go. Okay. So... Okay, so... So... Jake... I'm sure I'm gonna make a pre-intro, but Jake has been—we've been friends since college. Hell's yeah! Yeah, how did we become friends again? Like, uh, okay, first, first, what was what was your first impression of me? Of you? Yeah. Um, as was sitting beside me, and there was this quiet kid, right? So I didn't see him from the summer head start because before that orientation, we did a summer head start camp. Yeah, yeah. At the time, I was still in high school. Yeah, yeah, and then I thought he was pretty suspicious at first. Suspicious. Yeah. Okay. I think everyone gets that, but... From him? Oh, from our entire family, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, technical difficulty. And then, then after the class, I'm actually pretty friendly. If... <laughs> If you're quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked Haz if he wants to go with us to the computer shop. And without knowing, he was actually a gamer as well. Ooh, so there started a spark. So what did you play back then? Oh, you know, the usual. Uh, Counter-Strike and Dota. Dota. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was really bad. And I'm still bad now. <laughs> you know, when we played Dota, I remember that... Um, Jake would get so pissed off if I didn't pick specific characters because <laughs> he so wanted to win every game. Yeah, and then at the same at the same time, I was the type who was like, "No man, I'm just gonna random my character." <laughs> <laughs> so he'd be like, "Damn it!" Man. 
that? Why? Why? So if I didn't see a warlock in that day, it would ruin my day. <laughs> yeah, but I was also really good at like Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah that I would, was fun. I would whoop, or I would whoop everyone's ass there. Yeah, including ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So when was that? That college. Yeah. College. You guys went to the same college. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So we both went to University of Asia in the Pacific, and then, uh, uh, we took the same course, and then so uh, what happened after? How did we become flatmates? Um, I think both of us wanted to get out of our parents' house. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Okay. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. How old were you guys back then? Like, uh, cause we have this rule in our house where if we turn twenty five, we have to leave the house. So I had to find a way to leave the house, but I can't really pay the rent with my salary because like most of it would go to it. So yeah, that thing happened. Yeah, and then we shared it with a third friend. Yeah, the third friend, by the way, works in security. <laughs> Yeah, so so if we have him on the podcast, we can ask him about that question from the previous with the podcast with MM about that um, uh, maximum tolerance. Okay, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we were flatmates. Okay, go ahead. We were flatmates, and then um, um, business wise, I remember you had a startup. Right, the EM startup. Yeah. Okay. What was that? And then what happened after? Like, how did you? Because right now you're in construction, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so how did you get to construction? Uh, just a brief introduction. Our course thesis is like we have to set up our own businesses. That's like uh, earning twenty thousand a month for six consecutive months, and so, um, since I want to start. A business that is not related to my family business I I set up a food stall somewhere in Valenzuela mm-hmm. um, but without knowing much of my market that was where I failed so the first month it operated uh, I was already struggling with the menu because most people are looking for like the, the mainstream food like the the people what usually they buy in the Carinderia Okay. And then why? What did you have? Uh, actually, we have like rice toppings, the tapsilog, tosilog, and later on I added like the the current area style. Right. But it didn't match up with the competitor. So after uh, three months, I closed it down. Uh, since I was already losing money. Mm. Uh, and then the rest is history. Don't <laughs> ask what happened if I fail or if I pass the course. <laughs> That's a secret. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how did you get into construction? <clears throat> um, even before I graduated, my mom's in the uh, leasing industry. Uh, basically, she bought properties in the past. Then we're slowly developing those properties to earn monthly income or what you call passive income. Um, that's one of her retirement plans. And none of us 
like uh, all four brothers are uh, directed at that business so I gave it a shot the leasing the leasing that's where I learned the basic constructions without even knowing anything about the industry right because you have to do like repairs yeah and And then for the leasing you would buy property that already has something there or Uh, usually we buy old houses then slowly convert it to commercial spaces Mm. okay so you would you really had to learn construction already from them Mm. and also by managing the leasing business I learned from it okay okay and then and then what happened and then um, we started building our own townhouses because we got a contractor but then it took even more than two years to to have it complete so we were so stressed out because we're not uh, getting worth of our investment so basically it's a bad investment already and then so, bef- sorry before so you did commercial buildings yeah. and then you and then you later went on to do residential Is that- uh, basically for the commercial ones um, it's also mixed with the residential ones like um, in front you put the commercial ones in the residential you put at the back because usually the front of the property is a, is a prime location right yeah mm. um, so we started from small then later on, we start to make three to four story buildings. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then. Okay, so yeah, and then you you had a contractor who would take too long to make up to make yeah. the buildings. Yeah. And then you would lose money because it took too long. It took too long because we're expecting to have um, monthly income for like the commercials in the front. Yeah. And at the back where there were three townhouses. Uh, there it should be finished by then, but it wasn't. Mm, okay. So, yeah, it took us another like six months to to take in charge of the project and have it repaired. So that's where we got our own crew to. So you kicked out the previous contractors, and then you did it yourself. Uh, basically, we fixed the project, or we help him using mm. our own people. Okay. Because we have to. Uh, take note of the financials like uh, what's left of the contract so we can finish the project right yeah and then right after that we actually realized that we can do it ourselves and that's when we uh, have a decision made by me and my dad to start the construction business because he was uh, actually he still is a, a civil engineer so mm-hmm. he's the one who's mentoring me in the construction business. Okay, what do you know? Do you remember what year that was? Um, that's sometime around two thousand eleven, I think. Okay, two thousand eleven. How um, long did it take you to feel like you understood the, the industry? Uh to have a, a basic understanding of it, like after three to four years. Oh three wow! To four years. Yeah, that's really long. Yeah. Because basically, we're not doing like the big ones yet at that time. Mm-hmm. So just when uh, we started making the warehouses and uh, from, from the ground up townhouses, that's where I actually knew how to... Yeah. So it, like instead of renovation, it would be like straight, like there's nothing there and you're building a townhouse. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So now I'm, I'm pretty confident I can build stuff 
without much guidance from my dad because mm-hmm. I know what to do like the the whole business process including the getting the permits the the building of the plants and yeah. up to the occupancy part yeah up to getting people to yeah to, to, to rent buy. out or to buy yeah the units and stuff and even the, the transfer of titles is there a particular project that you're really proud of ah uh, yeah uh, the projects that are earning pretty good for their investment uh, there, because for ROI, it has to be above. What we usually do is, um, we have to get the ROI within ten years. If we don't get it by ten years, it's not a good investment. Okay. Ten years, pala. Alright. For restaurant, how long? Um, for restaurant, it's two years. But restaurants, kasi, are more volatile than properties. Mm-hmm. So, um. To say like real estate, it's it's quite risky also because it's re- it's a bigger amount and the return of investment is far longer. Yeah, I guess that's why a lot of people want to go for it safer. But yeah, restaurants are about about the same amount that you're putting in for real estate. But yeah, it's a fifty. It's really a fifty-fifty chance, even with location, if it's gonna do well or not. Yeah, and restaurant is not passive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah you, you always gotta be there yeah. okay. okay so hmm, 10 years <laughs> okay so okay so um i remember when we, li- we were living together you i think this was the time that you were still figuring out the construction and then uh or you were you were just figuring it out already, and then yeah. but then it was like um, you still had a lot of uh, things that you didn't understand, or you still had a lot of like I remember you getting home stressed a yeah. bunch of times. So like, um, can you share one of those times that it was like, ah, uh, okay, let's start with one of the most stressful, like a uh, scenario that I dealt with. Um, from the construction business like uh, one of our workers committed suicide oh shit oh wow yeah so like on on, on the property or? yeah on oh, the property <laughs> not working hours so I actually call, called my lawyer first before I dealt with the situation so I asked his advice and then he told me not to get involved directly yeah just uh, I just gave instruction by calling uh, whoever's in charge in the site and so yeah. that's what I did because um, what happens is if I get involved and they know that I am like the contractor or the owner of the property they will usually get some money from me yeah right yeah they would ask like you know like under the table stuff and I don't want to deal with that I feel like that's an issue that's cr- consistently popping up in our interviews that we have to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't help it. I mean, even if you want to do the right thing, uh, it's just the way how you do business here. It's going to be really stressful for you if you do it the right way. But then we still try to do it the right way. But then there will be times that sometimes you don't even think of a way out except for that part. Yeah. Okay. That's. Um, that's really sad, though. But yeah. I, I yeah. understand your position. Yeah. 
how about yeah okay wait but i want i'm just curious how did what happened like not not okay so there um there was a person who committed suicide and then like how how was that dealt with like how okay um First, they had to send the the SOCO, if you guys are familiar What's with that? it. It's a, like an investigation unit. Mm, okay. Uh, they have to investigate if it's really a suicide or a homicide. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So, if the investigators are like, you know, looking to get some money, they would um, insist on it being a homicide. Oh yeah. They would God. even get some of the people there in the side to, to uh, lie basically yeah to give them uh like a false story statement to go against the company so that's when it becomes troublesome for the contractor or the owner itself because the project will be put on hold because there's gonna be a case on it yeah Right. right and then we don't want that that's why we try to deal with it as with uh with the safest way possible and at the same time, we try to fix the situation with a, in an ethical way on providing support for the family. And so we did. And I okay. won't explain the details of how we helped the, the guy the who committed suicide. Yeah. But then we did, we did yeah. help them. Okay. Okay, that's good. Man, that's a crazy experience though. But what do you think your, your challenges are though? Like in the construction, construction industry? Like, what do you think your biggest challenges are, like, day-to-day? Oh, yeah. Or project-to-project? Project? Uh, the first one that I encountered was, I don't, or I didn't have any uh, background in construction. as in zero. Like, um, the course that I took in UAP was entrepreneurial management. So, there was no architectural, no engineering, engineering stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. I learned everything from the job site. And I also learned from like the the people who are we put in charge that are very experienced in the field. So basically, I'm their uh, mentee, but at the same time, I'm their boss. So yeah. it's kind of a interesting, difficult situation because yeah. sometimes they know more than you. Basically, yeah, yeah, that's basically yeah, it. yeah. Okay, yeah. How did you deal with that? Uh, I accepted the reality that that's my possession. Yeah. Then eventually, uh most of what they know you I know you, now yeah, yeah and then uh, I started consulting some other people who are professionals in the field so they can provide me better input mm-hmm. but basically what I learned from the industry was uh, it's a thinking game basically you solve problems by thinking on how you solve problems not just by copying other people yeah. you can even uh, think of a solution that's way better than what people are doing now. Yeah. You just have to find that solution. So basically, if there's one problem, you can't think that there's only one solution. Yeah. There's a lot of solutions. Like and there are creative ways to solve yeah. the problem. Okay, what's an example? What can you give an example? Uh, let's just say on you find different approach to complete the project within this specific time frame. Mm. So that specific time frame includes like um like sourcing the materials which would I be better off um, uh, hiring a subcontractor for other parts of the project or hiring like uh, skilled people to do it uh, by 
by our company basically yeah so directly yeah like the direct hires but the direct hires for sure you can uh, monitor the quality for subcontractors basically it's straight contract mm-hmm. so they're trying to finish it as fast as possible but then the the quality normally suffers mm, so okay. there's the downside and there's the upside. the upside you have to balance it out also okay okay so when you use okay when you use subcontractors you're more assured of the time yeah and when you're using your own people you're more assured of the quality but the time is iffy yes why is that why is the time iffy if you're using your own uh it actually depends on the people you put in a site for a group of workers you normally put a site engineer there and a foreman yeah so those people are the one who's in charge of uh, monitoring the accomplishments and checking the qualities yeah so if you have a good system basically you can leave it alone then it's just gonna do Build itself job. yeah yeah but then we're not on that part yet uh, okay so you're still developing the system yeah oh, and man. I'm in the industry for about eight years and you're I'm still figuring there. it out <laughs> wow that's crazy yeah yeah but it's fun that's the side of it like I never got bored ever yeah and I'm always out and consider considering that uh, back in high school I was often uh, in the aircon yeah. now <laughs> you're often in the, in the sun, sun. <laughs> yeah uh, like your tan by the way <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I, I wish I can show you guys uh, a picture back when I was in high school like uh, there was a time that I was really white let's, yeah. uh, let's put it up on our Instagram <laughs> when when you still look like Augie Alcas <laughs> uh, not that part <laughs> people are gonna stalk Jake on Facebook <laughs> yeah like who is this person I remember um, we did a uh, commercial before for Optimo and Jake was like the surprise uh, part of that commercial and uh, when I uploaded the commercial on the internet People legit thought we hired Augie Alcacid. <laughs> As in, they messaged me. Or on the on the comments, it'll yeah, be like, oh, it. Augie Bayan. Yeah, yeah. It was serious. Like, 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 people legit thought, like, he, man, he really looked like Augie Alcacid. I was really confused if I'm flattered or not. <laughs> pick up, boy. <laughs> boy, pick up. Boy, pick up. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Boy, pick up. Yeah. But so you mentioned that. You find it fun now, but yeah, what was that? But you always found it fun, though, or no? Uh, yeah, it's fun, even if it's stressful, it's still fun. Hmm. What were you saying? No, I just I just find that interesting because normally, if you're, you know, like since you mentioned, also it took you four years to kind of like, you know, um, tell yourself like, oh, like I'm I'm good at this, like yeah. I can do this. But still, you found every day like challenging, but still fun. Yeah, I just found it find that really interesting. I, I think I genuinely find that um, if you're not stressed with your work, then it's not fun. It gets boring. <laughs> yeah, it gets boring. So uh-huh. it's like when you're stressed and there are issues, it's like the the fun part is is finding a way to alleviate the stress by fixing the problem. Yeah. 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 But do you find it like since you mentioned also you work closely with your family is that also a factor that plays into your stress yeah uh working in the family is a tough one like i would say that 
uh, during work and after work I still see them and that's one of the reasons why I moved out it's nothing <laughs> personal but then <laughs> it's really nice to create space <laughs> you know I totally agree with that yeah I feel like oh wait hold on okay go ahead yeah so back to the family thing uh, it's just hard for someone to become a boss and a mother at the same time yeah so, they have to create that kind of like line of separation no? yeah like it's like role reversal also yes but now I'm doing good at it I think <laughs> if I don't get emotional <laughs> yeah I think the Sony thing that makes family businesses really uh, stressful though yeah the fact that all of the problems are personal maybe even if it's not personal it, it becomes it personal. Like personal yeah yeah I think that's something that uh, people in family businesses struggle with like um I Rocky I remember he said that he he just has a um just deal with it attitude but I also know that he copes in it with it in certain ways also yeah and I feel like everybody has to figure out their way because like there's no escape yeah I think that's why moving out is like a it's one of the best one of the best ideas yeah because what I found was um if you have struggles in your family um that space can actually make it make your relationship stronger like I found that my relationship with my mom became much better after I moved out and I think it was the same with you yeah and me. it's a lot better now yeah right and I do like seeing her now yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't say that I didn't before <laughs> your mom will listen to this <laughs> oh okay wait I actually have a question for you Jake yeah so if we're talking about like real estate here in the Philippines mm-hmm. um what what is the current situation here? Like, can you give some insight oh. to our listeners? On okay. Which... Uh, the brief background of the real estate here in the Philippines now is is still a a boom. Uh, so as you can see in like the in metro within Metro Manila, there's still a lot of construction going, but at the same time, uh, during when uh, Duterte got elected, it actually expanded to like. Uh, like the provinces and even like the Visayas and Mindanao because when I'm asking uh, some of our workers who are in the provi- their provinces they would say that sometimes it's hard for them to look for workers because there's already a lot of work there yeah. in their provinces too. so they don't see the reason why they should go here in Manila if they have work there mm-hmm. and be close to their family yeah I guess that's a good thing yeah for yeah. them for them <laughs> yeah not necessarily for you but for them yeah, it's a good thing but I'm happy for them <laughs> yeah okay so it's more it's still booming yeah mm. and it's gonna be like this for a uh, longer a longer time pa. so for people that want to invest for example in real estate where would you suggest like what what okay. area um, investing in real estate takes a huge amount of capital Right. Especially here in Manila, if you're going to invest here, it's hard to find a good deal now. So my suggestions would be to look for properties that that are um, acquired by banks. That's one. Okay. Normally, they would have cases with them. But then yeah, right. if you manage to acquire their property and solve the case or whatever lawsuit they have, it's a good, it's a good buy. 
And then at the same time, if you know someone who's actually selling it lower than the market value, that's a good buy. Mm-mm. But then you still have to factor in the the prospects and uh, is this property gonna give me the the ROI that I need? Just like uh, what I said earlier, the yeah, ten, 10 years. years. Uh, for me, I already invested in a property. Like uh, I push through with the decision that I got a condo somewhere here in Manila mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so because I believe in the real estate market yeah um, and uh, as early as now I want to set up the the residual or like the passive income yeah right um, so I already have plans for like uh, future acquisitions that I, I want to invest in so hopefully the, the one that we're doing now because we're doing build and sell will do good for the the construction business and though and so i can invest more yeah right mm-hmm. so i don't see myself going in another or a different industry but probably i'm gonna diversify in a different segment here in construction that's related to it that's related to construction yeah right. do you have ideas already i do uh but yeah eh, I still have a lot on my plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So you don't. It's like it's like figuring out when you can you can actually really yeah. get to those ideas. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. The construction business is fun for me. Yeah, I'm sure it can be fun for anyone. It's just like the the real danger in the industry is if you've seen it in the construction side in the news. Mm. Uh, you really have to be careful. Like even in your ho- own houses, there's always like hazards and like a risk that you have to be careful what do you mean like for example you have to know that you shouldn't insert a fork a metal <laughs> fork in the outlets right yeah <laughs> so yeah. that's one <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 <laughs> in terms of your construction business so like um how does it like what sets you apart from other from other like construction businesses <laughs> yeah okay uh i would say i know it's really cliche but i would say it's quality um it's it's really it's really gonna be our value proposition for the business but then you would only see it when you see our work that's why i always bring my clients to like the the properties that we develop for them to actually see it in person so justify the price that it's normally higher than the competitors but then we g- give this quality right now you're you're only making uh you're only constructing stuff for your own right you're, you're not constructing stuff for let's say another for other people for other people uh we started developing uh the properties for for basically for my mom yeah but then we already uh, built houses and even warehouses for other people. Yeah, but I mean, what I mean to say is like, like um, those are still your own projects. It's not like somebody else went up to you and said, "Oh, uh, somebody did that." Ah, oh, they did that yeah. already. Yeah. So they're like, but still somehow, like uh, a classmate of my my parents. Yes. So they asked us if we can build a house for them. Oh, okay. Yeah. How many clients have you had like that? Around um, three to four. Three to four. Yeah. So most of your projects are still are still your in house, own, basically. In house, yeah. Okay. 
Okay, so the clients that you generally speak about are those who, who you've already constructed the townhouse, and they're the ones who are going to purchase it or invest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I actually have been to one of your projects, like uh, one one townhouse. Yeah. And it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have to say though, Kate. I super like the quality of your townhouses. Oh, thank you. But your color scheme needs work. Uh, um, <laughs> that's that's me and my dad's fault. Sorry. <laughs> we're not architects, <laughs> but we're trying our best. <laughs> like, um, you should take up an interior design course. Or yeah, something. that's actually okay. what I was planning before. It's, it's not like it's ar- architecturally not good looking. It's just like c- color wise. Like I remember stepping into one of the projects and being so impressed by how it was structurally where the rooms were placed um uh where things would have connected like like all the wiring was all connected to like a certain area so i was like and like like the way the way it was laid out was nice like where the kitchen was where the living room was where the bedrooms were and stuff but but it was all white yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 This guy hates modern stuff. Just uh, kidding. <laughs> that's actually like the in the quiz. Yeah. There's like this interior design quiz that I made Jake take, and he yeah. actually got the I'm result of minimalism. Yeah, no, this was not minimalist. <laughs> this was, this was white. <laughs> As in, like everything was, the cabinets of the kitchen were white, the table was white, the granite was white. Actually, we played it safe there. Like, uh, our clients were actually like, uh, oh, we could actually paint this if we want, or we yeah, could yeah, that's put true. This items here, then it's gonna be neutral. Yeah, that's the that's the benefit of having yeah, a. But that's pretty safe. But, but then it, you can make it better. It was so amazing. Like I felt that if you, if you opened all the blinds, you would be blinded. <laughs> it's that glittering. Yeah. <laughs> but still, yeah. I'm, like I've seen like the progression of your work also and like it's pretty awesome mm. um okay i have a question since i really don't know much about the industry I, I can you tell us one thing that maybe people assume about construction or like some or something that that's wrong. yeah that's wrong like or just like one i don't know trivia or something uh hmm. like something interesting that people wouldn't know uh let's talk about the workers oh okay okay the workers are because i i come from a a fortunate like family yeah so uh working with with uh the construction people made me realize how more fortunate i am compared to what i think before like it's actually a privilege to work in the field mm-hmm. w- what most people would think that who would want to work there it's always hot it's dusty yeah it's like a like a hellhole yeah but then i would say it's one of the place that i really like to work in mm-hmm it's just that I had asthma that it's <laughs> but then there's always ways for you to avoid those situations like um, by wearing mask yeah but then yeah. it takes extra effort but then there's there are ways yeah right. um, but then I also realized that 
in order for you to appreciate something like a really beautiful place you have to st- uh, uh let's just say that if you're building your own house mm-hmm. you'll see it from the ground up yeah you appreciate it yeah. way more by like all the work by that doing was put from it. the start up yes. to the the finished product yeah like right. you would only appreciate how something like from nothingness that you can uh build into something so beautiful or magnificent yeah so that's the satisfaction that i have every every time i complete a project it's like that's my work Aww. yeah okay wait Talking about workers. Oh, what happened oh, yeah. to that? <laughs> <laughs> talking about yeah. talking okay. about yes, workers. Yes, sorry. sorry about that. Um, they have their own lingo, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do. Sometimes okay. I do it. What's the, okay, what's their lingo? Come on, you have to, you have to do a lingo. Uh, it's hard for me to do it on air, but usually they they call it Barok Tagalog in English. Okay. okay. So they take the spell the spelling to literally. Yeah. Like. You know the English people would say foreman. Yeah. You know, it sounds so sexy, right? Yeah. But then in in the side it's called porman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's simple, but then I also try to adjust my my accent so yeah. they could understand it better. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like that. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> See a sentence in. Yeah, because people okay, okay people sen- that speak Tagalog also. Yeah. Wouldn't understand. Probably no, or like I, I know that when they text you, you some you have to, you have to figure it out sometimes, and I know that I cannot understand their like, text at all. Yeah, let, let, let's yeah. Uh, take an example from the word uh, skates. Yeah. So the worker was asking me, sir, pwedeng pahingi ng skates. Sabi ko, wait, bakit umingi ng skates to sa akin? Di naman ako skates. <laughs> and then I remember. Ah, sketch. Ah. <laughs> so, ah, okay, ganun pala yun. So, I was thinking, ayun pala yung ibig sabihin. Was that, was that through text ba? Yeah. Or, ah, through text. Sometimes, oh wait, it's too funny too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then, you, know, you get to understand what he's right. trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, we'd have dinners and then Jake would be like, Has, what is this guy Tell me what this word is, and what does it mean? And I, I would have no idea, but like he, he um, he, he, Jake would interpret it for me, and it would always be like really interesting <laughs> spelling for like like that, like sketch skits and sketch. <laughs> yeah, I make it fun, even though it's not as fun. Like, uh, I try to create ways to make my job fun and the same time for the workers yeah yeah so uh, that's the only way i can create this and to to make this job interesting yeah yeah i also know that you you really place a big importance on the workers yeah it's very important to me like i i know that you've talked to me about how um like this deep feeling of if it wasn't for them you would be you wouldn't be anywhere yeah. Yeah. How long have um the 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 people that you work with have they been with you for a long time, ba? Or yeah, they some of them or most of them have been with me for since two thousand eleven to twelve, wow. and they're working with us until now. Uh, so you can see they're like uh we really treat them like family. Sometimes, 
well, we would ask my brother from the states to uh, donate clothes to them, yeah. and they right. would give like boxes of clothes, and they would be very happy. Mm-hmm. Like even used clothes, they would be over, over whatever. overjoyed, <laughs> overjoyed, <laughs> over whatever, over the wall, over, over the, the wall. Moon. What's a good word? Over for the it? moon. Over the over moon. the moon. Right, over the moon. Yeah. But yeah, that's really nice that that you say that they're like family. I mean, I mean, it's hard. Like in construction, ba is the turnover very for very workers? high? Yeah. Because um, it's like such a physically demanding job. Yeah, like oh, the there are Filipino values here that's somehow irritating. Like, uh, for example, you can see like a very old man working for his kids that are not working. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that's what's sad about it, also. Yeah. Even though we tried to lecture them, they would just give you a reason. Uh, would you, do so you ever ask them, like, why didn't you work with us and stuff? Uh, what do you mean? Like, like those people who aren't working. Ah, they would always say na ayaw nila kasi walang maiiwan sa bahay or walang magalaga sa mga bata. Uh, and so they're forced to do that part where they have to work and the people who are in the house are just waiting for their payroll. Yeah. As in, like for example, if a worker earns two thousand six hundred per week, yeah, mm-hmm. they would save the six hundred for the next week, and they would send the two thousand back to their family. Oh wow! That's how tough it is for them. Oh wow! And this happened to this happened to most workers. That's what mm-hmm. they do, because that's how they are uh, taught by their parents to to support their brothers mm-hmm. and the family. Yeah. At the expense of their like their them, themselves, yeah, their well being. So it's like one person in the family is working for everybody yes, else. Exactly. That's intense. No Six hundred pesos for yeah. a week. There's this even extreme example where there's this labor because the starting labor for like back five five years was three hundred pesos. Yeah. And this labor has eight children. Oh shit. Plus one adopted child. Yeah. So we have no idea how how he manages sustaining the living of all those child children. Yeah. Were any of them children, adults? Yeah. Or? Um, no, no. We're all children, pa. Like oh, less than eighteen years old. I don't know. I don't know. Our That's age why bill. I don't want to get married. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to get married. You should. You should. You should date first. Really? Not <laughs> a good idea. Well, if you want to find Jake as a partner, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know the quality of his work and maybe other things, you can <laughs> check out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. My brain is so woozy right now. <laughs> I'm just calling pop-ups. Let's stay as dog. It's pop-ups. Hey, when are you getting a dog? Oh, today. Because <laughs> uh, you, I, I remember you said you wanted uh, a Yorkshire. Yeah. Yorkshire Terrier. Or yeah. a Schnauzer. Yeah, when are you getting that Yorkshire? 
because uh, Thea just mentioned to me like he has I can't wait for Jake to get the dog so that Kruppy and the dog can have dates <laughs> yeah I want a dog too but then I'm not as responsible as both of you <laughs> <laughs> I have cats man yeah you have three cats three cats is like half a dog have you seen uh, an owner who is allergic to his own pets yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's funny at the same time. It's completely sorry sad. For, for has, dude. Like those um, those cats were were rescued. So I have nothing to say about that. Yeah, I I am proud actually. Very <laughs> proud. And I remember your your um, perspective on dogs changed also because we had a neighbor who had a dog, who oh. chained up the dog the entire time. Yeah, and. Uh- I remember that time also where I got a broom, where broom? and something like sharp, just in case the dog attack. <laughs> I'm gonna stab the dog. Cut! <laughs> cut! <laughs> okay, we don't condone animal abuse, by the way. Yeah, so that was wrong in my part, but now I learn. Uh, I know better. What well, that dog loves you. Oh yeah, I love the dog too. Yeah, yeah, we became friends with that dog. Uh, what's the name again? Yuki. 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 Yes. But I felt really sad at that time. Like we would just play with it, and it would jump. It would hump Jake's leg every chance it could, because you know, it didn't go out much. Jake, since this is a productivity podcast, how do you stay productive? Uh. Hmm. One thing that helped me. It was actually suggested by Haz is Google Calendar. So instead now instead of uh, carrying a notebook, I always have my phone with me. Yeah. Um, Google Calendar is the best. Yeah. There's a bunch of things you can do with it, and daily. Now, I wake up early, and try to do as much stuff as I can in the morning. In the morning, what time do you wake up? Uh, six or six thirty. Yeah. And what yeah. time do you normally go to work? Seven. Because okay. especially this summer, it's better if I go to work early. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because it's not so hot when you're... Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. Wait, construction is like a... It's like a, a seasonal thing too, right? Yeah. So it's better in the summer. It's better in the summer. But during the rainy season, man... It's what? it's like uh, I, I would say that it's the worst season. Yeah. Because the productivity is re- that's it's really affected, and at the same time, we are affected also because we can go to work. Yeah. Because our cars can't. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh yeah. True. Uh, I remember that one time that we were both like ready, ready and prepped to go to work. Yeah. And then we both we left. Actually left. We house. left the house. Yeah. And we went separate ways, and then we both came back to the house, and we're like, we're living on an island, because <laughs> everywhere is flooded, and we cannot get to work. <laughs> that is that is the the hard part about living in the city. Very true. Okay, so you get up at six thirty, and you do you had to work at seven. Do you have any uh, like morning routine before you get to work? Coffee. Oh, the dark I elixir. Love coffee. Yeah, that's how. That's what we call it. The dark elixir. Yes. It's the cheat code for IF. <laughs> the what? Cheat code for the IF. Cheat code What's for that? IF. Intermittent fasting. Yeah. Mm. 
it's like, oh, energy, it's right here. <laughs> Don't eat food, you have <laughs> coffee. Yes. <laughs> and no calorie. Yeah, that's true. If you if you if you're doing IF, then black coffee. If you're not doing IF, just take Optimo. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still drink Optimo. Yeah. Man. That's what I drink in the afternoon, like after lunch. Without the crush. Without the crush. Without the crush. Without the crush. <laughs> okay, Jake. So, where can we find you? Oh, where can people reach out to you if they have questions about construction? Uh, you can reach me out in, like, on my Instagram uh, at uh, Jacob Katipunan. That's it. Jacob. It's one word. There's no word. periods no space or, or periods. Jacob Katipunan. Okay. And then. Uh, do you, have you do you ever post pictures of your construction work there? Unfortunately, not. That might be a good idea. Yeah. To post pictures. Yeah, like for example, if people want to. Yeah. If people want to. True. I'll actually purchase a house. Yeah, or hire starting you. Starting this week. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. Right. Or I'm really, I'm not much of a social person, so I don't post stuff. But yeah. then it's a good idea at the same time because you. You retain the memories and stuff. Yeah, right. And people get to know, like they they get to see your quality yeah. at work. Right. I'm not just all talk, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there has to be evidence of it. Are you or are you really all talk? Oh. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jacob Katipunan on Instagram. Thanks, guys. Okay, thank you so much, Jake. Thanks, I can't do my bedroom voice, eh? <laughs> you know I can do my bedroom voice. And girls. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you want more information about this podcast, you can check out the show notes of this episode, like Jake's Tinder, I mean Instagram. Uh, that reminds me. You can also check out our Instagram page at Optimal Podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this hep- episode, I hope you can support us in Patreon at Optimal Podcast. Thanks a lot. Okay, on to the business.